you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This game is going to be so fun. I'm talking like Chiefs, Rams, Thursday Night Football yes. a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's it. So I'm going to make it even spicier. I think that the Chargers win in overtime. Awesome. Wow. Okay. My bold prediction is that this game will be decided on the final throw of the game. Let's like go. Tampa was last week, like San Francisco was last week. I'm not saying who's going to win. I just think it's going to be a great showdown between two awesome young quarterbacks. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. It is Friday, December 17th. My name is Rachel Bonetta alongside Peter Schreger, Kyle Brandt, and former All-Pro cornerback. He forced 44 fumbles in his career. Signature <laughs> <laughs> Peter Punch. Boom. Charles Tillman. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, appreciate it. How y'all doing this morning? I cannot wait. All right, time for the lead block. Lead block. All right, so Bonetta predicted overtime. Did that really come true? Here we go. Chiefs are in first place in the AFC West, riding a six-game win streak as they come into Los Angeles. However, Justin Herbert and the Chargers are looking to sweep the Chiefs for the first time since 2013 and plant their flag inside SoFi Stadium. Fourth and goal? They go... Now, hold on. This is a drop, and this is Donald Parham Jr., who goes down, appears to hit his head on the ground, and stays down. This was a scary one. They took the face mask off. They got him off the field. Parham is a second season in L.A., undrafted guy out of Stetson. Ian Rappaport's going to be on after this highlight with more reports on him. Meanwhile, second quarter, fourth and goal. The Chargers going for it again and stop. There was a ton of this. They're frustrated, but you know what? Staley's going to Staley. 14 to 10 at halftime. Third quarter's going to get absolutely nuts. Let's get into it. The big man, Andy Reid. Again, fourth and one. We're going for it. Mahomes is wide open. He didn't get his hands on the ball. I thought Kurt Warner had a really interesting observation about this. He snapped the ball too late, running out of space. Mahomes knew it. Didn't get the laces, didn't get a grip, and kind of just threw it like a rock into a river, and it didn't get there. Fourth quarter now, 14th. Again at the goal line. Fumble! 
Herbert, nothing he can do. 14-13 in the fourth quarter on a third and two. Oh. Uchenna Nuosu tips it up to himself. That's as athletic a play I'll see from a defensive lineman. Absolutely. That, that is awesome. Mullen says, what are you going to do? Just toss the helmet. First and goal, Eckler. All right, so the Chargers are rolling. The place is hot. Herbert's getting confident, but on the third and five, Chiefs down eight. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That would not be the last time Kelsey was running through the Chargers secondary. And a second and goal. Low, Tyreek. That was a fastball. That was a fastball. A rocket. Third and six. Herbert's like, oh, you got Nolan Ryan? Boom! Touchdown. Keenan Allen, who was shaken up early in the game, came back. That was an incredible throw, too. It looks even better from behind. Check it out if you can. 28-20 on the Chiefs down. First and goal. Mahomes, we need something here. Touchdown. All right, so we're going to overtime. Here we go. Chiefs get the ball. First and 10. Good night. Game over. Right into the steady cam. Right into your living room. That is a ball game. Justin Herbert, nothing he can do. Patrick Mahomes, it almost looks like he's saying, I'm back. Whatever wow. it was. I've never gone. He never left. I can't possibly be back. All right, 34 to 28. And here comes Kelsey with number 88, the playmaker, Michael Irvin who had been speaking about the Chiefs not making the playoffs mm. earlier this Whoa. season. I wonder if Kelsey remembers that. Man, I'm so proud of these guys, man. Dealing with adversity, 1-5, with the world on his shoulders, baby. He showed up. He showed up. I'm sick of all the haters, man. 1-5 is a real deal. And he showed it yet again tonight. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to that. What do you mean you sick of all the haters and 1-5 the real deal? What, what do you I heard guys some guys, in the locker room? I heard some guys saying we weren't going to make the playoffs. I heard some guys saying 1-5 <laughs> isn't the, the best quarterback in the league. You know, it's just uh, it's a lot of love for everybody on this team for fighting through adversity tonight and getting the win. What does it mean when you guys win a game like this, Travis? You score the game tying touchdown, then you come back and score the game winning. Woo! It don't get no better than that, baby. <laughs> yeah, my juices are going. We want to play another one? <laughs> I got a jersey for you. You want to play one? That's amazing. Irv might have the best laugh in the business, let me tell it's you. It's really good. And the suits. Uh, and the suits, yeah. Very stylish, man. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture after last night. We've got a new number one seed for now. The Chiefs take the top spot from the Patriots with that OT win. The Chargers are in the five seed with a ton of seven and six teams behind them. What did you guys make of that thrilling overtime win by the Chiefs over the Chargers? Last I week? think you could feel it all week on our show, all week on the other networks, all week on our networks. It felt like the Justin Herbert week. He had that yeah. big pass against the Giants, yep. the deep one to guy. And we were showing that pass all day long yesterday. When we had the, the Fox pregame show, Aaron Andrews can go and interview any player in the entire uh, the entire game. And Mahomes and Kelsey and yeah. Tyreek are right there. Huh. She's sitting with Justin Herbert. Huh. And, and we're going into this game, and it's like, <laughs> Herbert could throw the ball really far, and Herbert's this. Or, and at the end of it, it's number 15 doing one of these. Mm -hmm. it, it really felt like watching The Last Dance, <laughs> that movie with the, the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, and that whole narrative of like, is Clyde Drexler, Drexler the best shooting guard in basketball? I think Clyde Drexler actually is the best shooting guard in basketball. And out comes Michael Jordan is like, I'm not only going to beat you, I'm going to beat you in your building and I'm going to put a stamp on this. I am that dog. You are not. You are a 23-year-old kid who has never mm. been to the playoffs. I am a Super Bowl champion who, when they need me most, with a minute 22 left, will come around and we'll figure it out. In the last fourth quarter in overtime, Mahomes was 10 of 13. For 193 yards, 197 yards, sorry, I come short there, and three touchdowns. Herbert, wait your turn. It's not your time. Ah! You're, you're a worthy competitor, but you're in a sea of many. It is Mahomes' time, and I thought that was the ultimate statement by yes. the Chiefs. I... Holding their ground and planting their flag 
in LA's building. Mm. We own you, Chargers. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I but see, I think one of the biggest like mistakes balls. that they they could have did though, when Nuosu made the touchdown, when he made that, or excuse me, when he made that awesome interception, interception, yeah. interception mm-hmm. it was very. Julius Pepper S. Oh, you know, Julius he used to make plays like that all the time. But after after he made this play and then Eckler goes in and scores the touchdown, they should have went for two points mm. to make it a two possession game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I when they got the ball back, way too much time because you know what Mahomes can do with that much time. It's a guy you were the guy who stopped these quarterbacks, stopped these receivers. When you're hearing Peter go, the Mahomes this, Mahomes that. Is he now just taking over the league? Is he just caught fire? Is for the next two months it's just going to be the Mahomes? Play? He is. I mean, him. when he's yeah. he's in the zone, I mean, you got his receivers and, and and what they're willing and able to do when he when he has the ball. For for me, it's Travis Kelsey is this guy, and he knows when he's running, he's not, or when he gets outside the pocket, he is not looking to run the ball. He is looking to throw. He is looking for a hill, and he is looking for a, a, a mm-hmm. Kelsey. And mm-hmm. Kelsey was his guy last. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He was a little banged up with the ankle or knee he or still something did like it. that, but he still did what he had to do. That's so good. What Peter? What is the meme? Is just go right. And and I and I took that personally. And this is Mahomes. This is Mahomes going like that, like watching the Herbert, watching the Aaron Andrews interview. The AFC title game is going to be an Arrowhead, isn't it? it it's going to be. I think it is. I know the Patriots are the Patriots, but it's the the AFC title game is the Arrowhead Invitational. Here's the thing: the, all those Mahomes numbers and everything. I don't think that was his A game last night. It, it, it was a little shaky to start. I don't think that was the best game that he could play. But the Kelsey thing is just so ridiculous. Uh, Andy Reid was talking about him. He refers to Kelsey as the elder statesman of the team. <laughs> Kelsey's not some young up-and-coming player. Like Kelsey's been here for a long time. To do the things you're talking about, Kelsey's supposed to be reaching that Jason Witten catch the ball and fall down portion of his career. Great possession receiver, great route runner. He's not supposed to be running through the secondary anymore. Those years are long behind him. No, they're not. Uh, I think he's right. There's this, there's something of a, a straw man concept with the Chiefs where when he's saying afterwards, all oh, the doubters of Mahomes, like who exactly are these people who don't believe in Mahomes and don't believe... They've been out there. They've been saying that Chiefs offense only works against the Raiders this year, that they're a defensive team, that Kelsey's old, that Herbert's the next best thing, and Josh Allen is... No, no, no. Like, I actually do believe they were out there. And some of them were even to my left, holding pieces of paper in front of their face on national TV. No! But now what do you have to say for yourself with your plaid? Oh, my goodness. I was just about to say, is he describing me to a T? We've got... Yesterday, I was actually going to break down all of the Chiefs' last six wins in a row and be like, it's not that impressive. And yesterday, I was sitting watching this game and I was like, dang it, Patrick Mahomes. He looked so good. I hope that we can get back to this place where it's like, okay, full trust in the Chiefs going forward. Do you think that we're there? I think we we go week to week in this league, and if the Colts beat the Patriots, the Chiefs are the one seed. However, Mm There are still three weeks left of football, yep. and that Chiefs win last night was heroic. It was awesome. Mahomes was the king of the mountain. But they have to clean things up significantly if we think they're going to be the one seed just yet. Mm-hmm. This was Seven such in a, row. a yeah. fun game. Hot so street. much fun. Uh, all right, Ian, there was uh, a scary moment early in the game last night with Chargers tight end Donald Parham Jr. What is the latest? Well, Donald Parham Jr. spent the night in a hospital, local hospital, was taken there. On a stretcher, immobilized uh, by the very good, very quick uh, Los Angeles Chargers medical staff. Last night, the update we got post-game from uh, Chargers coach Brandon Staley was that he is in stable condition. That is very good news. Certainly a scary scene right here. You're going to see him go down, uh, immediately not move, intense concern, I would say, around him. And and it was good to hear uh, Rick Burkholzer, the 
uh, athletic trainer for the Kansas City Chiefs, praised the Chargers staff for working so quickly and so flawlessly uh, to make sure that he was immobilized and in the best care possible. After the game, Staley said, we are praying for him. We were playing for him. We played a whale of a game for him. I hope he is watching this, and obviously we do too. Prayers go out to Donald Parnham Jr. We will bring more updates as they come. The best news, though, as of late, late last night, as they were checking for a possible head, neck, spine injury, stable condition are the key words here. Oof, that is so scary. Well, I think everybody in the NFL community is thinking about this guy today. Thank you so much, Ian. We'll have you back in a little bit. This weekend, we get some Saturday football as part of the NFL Network's doubleheader. One of the games is Patriots at Colts. There's a lot of playoff stakes on the line. There's home field advantage that we're going to be talking about. The Colts are trying to get in there. But I see those two logos, and I get all the warm and fuzzies because it's one of the greatest rivalries in modern sports history. It's been a while since these two franchises actually have had an important game against one another. So I figured on a Friday, let's go back in time. Here are my five favorite moments from Colts Patriots all time. Patriots and Colts on a Saturday night in December? Oh, baby, yes, please. There is so much history between these two teams. Let's get right into it. Here are my top five best games between the Colts and the Patriots. Let's start off with number five, fourth and two. Yes, November 15th, 2009. After leading 34 to 14 early in the fourth quarter, the Patriots found themselves clinging to a 34 to 28 lead with two minutes left to go on their own 30 yard line. Fourth and two, what are you gonna do? Everyone at home thought they were gonna punt. Bill Belichick didn't. And this is before going for it on fourth down was the invoke thing that everyone praises. No, Belichick said, let's go for it. Fourth and two on our own 30 with the game on the line. Calls a screen pass to trusted running back Kevin Falk. And at first it looks like Falk got it. First down, game over. But upon further review, he didn't. Peyton Manning took the ball, comes back on the field, and promptly leads the Colts right down to the one-yard line where he hits Reggie Wayne for a game-winning touchdown pass. 35 to 34, Colts win the fourth and two game. Number four, how about Willie's goal line stand? November 30th, 2003, the Patriots are up 38 to 34 in Indianapolis. It's fourth and goal. And after being stopped three times from the two-yard line, the Colts say, you know what, we're going to go for it once and for all and put the game and the narrative that the Patriots have our number to bed. That's when our guy, Willie McGinnis, busted through the line of scrimmage and stuffed Edron James just short of the end zone. The Patriots won that game, secured home field throughout the playoffs a few weeks later, and ended up winning a Super Bowl in Jacksonville, their third and four years in January. Number three, the 2014 AFC Championship game. This one was hyped as the potential passing of the torch in the AFC, but it was anything but. Andrew Luck and the Colts came in red hot, but they were blown off the field by Brady and the Patriots. Amidst terrible rainy conditions, New England mopped the floor with Indy, essentially telling the world, we aren't going anywhere yet. So why was this 45 to seven win so significant? Because the next morning, some questions started to arise about a football, and the word PSI entered the lexicon. Yes, the Colts on a DeQuell Jackson interception took that ball to the sideline, and that's where a whole deal that would spend the next two years discussing all began. 
2014 AFC Championship game. Patriots beat the Colts, but it led to a whole other topic. Number two, 2003 AFC Championship game. No team in football was hotter than the Indianapolis Colts entering this one. Peyton Manning had completed 44 of 56 passes in the playoffs, and he threw nine touchdowns in those games. Colts punter Hunter Smith had yet to attempt a single punt in Indianapolis's wildcard and divisional round playoff victories. But then came the snow, the wind, and the New England defense. Indianapolis's first four possessions this night, interception, interception, safety, fumble. And that is all she wrote. Indianapolis would get blown out by the Patriots and the Patriots would go on to yet another Super Bowl appearance, leaving the Colts with plenty of question marks to look towards. Bill Polian had some thoughts about the physical play of New England's corners afterwards, voicing them to the NFL, and let's just say a rivalry that was already born was really born after this one. And number one, the 2006 AFC Championship game. See, this was supposed to be the year. This was the year that the Colts were finally supposed to get past New England. They were fresh, they had the better team all season, and they'd got what they finally wanted. New England in their building in a playoff game. And then the Colts fell behind 21-3 on a second quarter pick six by Asante Samuel. Disaster. Until it wasn't. The greatest comeback in conference championship game history included a touchdown from Jeff Saturday, the center, a touchdown from Dan Klecko, a defensive lineman, and a game and season-saving interception of Tom Brady by a fellow Michigan man, Marlon Jackson. Peyton Manning came back from 18 points in this one. He had an 80-yard fourth-quarter touchdown drive, and he finally got past Brady and Belichick in a game that mattered. And just when we thought the rivalry was over, comes this Saturday night with a Colts-Patriots game in Indy, under the lights, with everybody watching, with playoff stakes galore. There's no more Manning, there's no more Brady, but there sure is Belichick. Let's go. Patriots-Colts in a big game. I'm here for it. Beyonce. <laughs> you get Chase Vinovich with the Beyonce wind, right? Beyonce. Well done. That's it. I love this rivalry. Mm -hmm. I, the Patriots fans hate the Colts. The Colts fans hate the Patriots. Kyle, you lived through all those memories as well. Your reaction when you see all those games listed out. And we could have done top 20 moments yeah, in that, in that rivalry's history. That's the best. It's pretty incredible just to see how much these two teams have gone through. Like the history. You did such a great job. Also, I think my favorite part was just how tickled Peter was the entire time. Like, yeah. this just got me so excited for this. This is the next chapter, mm -hmm. right? Both yeah. quarterbacks are gone. New quarterbacks are in. Bill Belichick remains. It should be really fun. Well done, Peter. That was great really job, fun. Peter. That got me so excited. Good's right there. All right, what is the uh, what's the latest with the Browns quarterback situation? Will Nick Mullins be under center comes Sunday's matchup against the Raiders? Uh, we're going to check in with Ian Rappaport. Coming up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, week 15 kicked off last night, so let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture before that huge Saturday doubleheader on NFL Network tomorrow. We have got a new number one seed for now. The Chiefs take the top spot after their win against the Chargers last night, knocking the Patriots down to the two seed. But New England's got a chance to get it back tomorrow night against the Colts. Let's bring in our own James Palmer, Jamie Palm Trees from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. James, we always talk about hitting the ground running early in the game. Why is getting a quick start important for both teams tomorrow night? It's extremely important, Rachel, and it's difficult for me, guys, to break down, you know, Patriots and Colts after Peter waxed so poetically for that lengthy, lengthy segment. I'll try to do my best to follow up, but you're right. Quick starts for both these teams, extremely important. It's important throughout the league, but with both of these teams, it's a little bit different. Let's start with the Colts because of this rivalry. This is one of the biggest games this stadium has seen over the last couple of years. They want to keep the crowd in it early. I was here for that game against Tom Brady a couple of weeks ago, and the crowd was into it because it was Brady. So Brady and the Patriots have a different vibe in this building. They want to get moving early. A big part of it as well is they're really, really good off the start of a game. Only the Chiefs have scored more points on an opening drive. Bill Belichick has told his team that this week, and they lead the NFL in scoring in the first quarter. And when Bill Belichick goes about, and we know what he does, guys, as a defense, they like to analyze what you're doing offensively in the early portion of the game to make his adjustments. you got to get points during that time period. And then it's in the second half when they have a lead and they can lean on Jonathan Taylor. I've talked to a number of players that have gone against this Colts team this season and they've said when you watch the film guys just don't want to tackle him in the second half when the Colts have a lead. He wears them down and he smells blood in the water and he's able to move forward because they started with a lead early on. With the Patriots on the other side it's helping their quarterback Mac Jones stay in favorable situations. They're so good with their point differential in the first half but even better best in the NFL in the second half because they play with leads and they know how to hold leads. They run the football well, they play great defense, and Mac Jones is not throwing guys' balls a whole lot over these last seven weeks where he's down by more than a score. So they're putting their rookie quarterback in a favorable situation. We know there was a lot talked about making them one-dimensional from guys here in Indianapolis. The Patriots kind of laughed that off, but at the same time, it's so difficult to make them one-dimensional because they're always really with the lead over these last seven weeks and within games so they can do whatever they'd like offensively and keep their rookie quarterback comfortable, guys. He's got some big shoes to fill in this rivalry. Can't wait for this game. Thank you so much, James. We'll see you soon. All right, James, let's get the rap sheet in here right now. Ian, 
Saturday football, nothing like it. Let's go to the first game of the Saturday doubleheader. It's the Raiders versus the Browns. And needless to say, yesterday, Ian, was a very alarming day for football fans and certainly for Browns fans as they're watching the news unfold. I'm sure it was extremely busy for you. Cleveland's been dealing with COVID-19 issues all week, especially yesterday. Can you tell us the latest? Yeah, up to 20 members of the team on the COVID-19 reserve list. I talked to several members of the organization. I would describe some of them as despondent, a frustrating, maddening situation for the Cleveland Browns. Actually got worse, if you can believe that, yesterday. We've known that Baker Mayfield was on the COVID-19 reserve list after testing positive. Now so is Case Keenum. Uh, Obviously, Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, is as well. So you have the quarterback, the head coach, the next quarterback, all on the COVID-19 reserve list, which means Nick Mullins, uh, who had been the third stringer, who just got promoted, is in line to start unless Baker Mayfield is somehow eligible to test out uh, based on these new COVID-19 protocols. We will get to that a little later. But of course, that wasn't all for the Cleveland Browns. Four more defenders, including Grant Delpit, uh, according to colleague Mike Garofalo on the COVID-19 reserve list, which means they are missing two quarterbacks, their top receiver, three safeties, three corners, uh, coaches, as I said, including Stefanski. Then, of course, you had Baker Mayfield ripping the NFL for the inconsistencies yesterday originally, saying they are not going to test fully vaccinated asymptomatic individuals and then ending up testing them anyway. So much going on with the Browns. This game remains on as scheduled. Yes, so much is going on. Thank you so much, Ian. We'll have you back later on in the show. Uh, Week 15 has officially kicked off and there is a great slate of games coming to us on Sunday so let's break down some of the best matchups with a round of mad all right let's do it we have to let's go come on all right let's start with the first part of NFL Network's doubleheader on Saturday Raiders Browns and Cleveland what intrigues you in this game start the clock Uh, I'm looking at this site, Our Lads, that I go to a lot for, sure. for depth charts. Everyone's in pink. It's a color I don't know. Usually yeah. it's like blue is active, like red is injured, pink is COVID. Like, this is it. This is, this is everything that the Browns could never ask for. How do you overcome? Because I believe this game's going to be played, whether the Browns fans like it or not. It's on Saturday. It's in less than uh, 36 hours, and they've got to find a way. So to me, what are you guys all about? No coach? No quarterback? Thanks. Mm-hmm. Find a way because the playoffs are still within grasp. Think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm liking the Raiders in this one. Uh, obviously, with the COVID list, like they got all the players, but uh, Cleveland's their offensive line. Uh-huh. Their offensive line has been terrible the last couple weeks, and then um, the Raiders, they're heating up, and I really think they're the ones who are going to play well in this game. I hope so. The Raiders would be really fun to watch, and this is a very bizarre storyline. I find myself wondering – what happens if Nick Mullins has a problem? Now, certainly the COVID deal, but what if he just pulls a hamstring mm-hmm. in the first quarter? I don't know what happens. <laughs> a lot of pressure on him. You might say we'll have a Kendall Hinton situation, and, well, Jarvis Landry can th- Jarvis Landry's not playing either. Who is the person who is behind Nick Mullins? That is a very dark sort of intrigue I have in this game, but I, it's, it's unprecedented, so I can't wait to find out. All right, next up, the Bengals head to uh, Mile High to take on the Broncos. What are you watching for here, Charles? Well, I'm looking for the, the, the Broncos to have a bounce-back game, considering what they dealt with last week with the death of Damaris Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking for them just to kind of, you know, circle the wagons and just kind of have a comeback game and, 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 and play well. Yeah. I look at the Bengals. They got their hearts ripped out. I mean, that was tough. The Bengals left it all on the field last week against the Niners and lost for the second straight time at home. The Bengals, if you lose this game, we we can't follow you anymore. You can't lose three straight in December and we take you seriously as a playoff team. In the meanwhile... 
I love Denver right now, and this is going to be a, a game, I think, who runs the ball the best. As much as we love Burrow, Denver runs. They play defense, and Teddy Bridgewater's thrown two picks in seven games. I love where Denver's going right now. People in the know will tell you, well, Denver's got Teddy Bridgewater for this year, but, like, they really, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson uh-huh. or Deshaun Watson, uh-huh. like, that, that's the plan. That's why you don't take a quarterback in the top ten because there's a bigger fish out there. Teddy's got them at 7-6 and six in a home game in late December, right in the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater wins this game. They're 8-6. and six. They're looking at the playoffs. And I don't know if you move on from a quarterback that takes you to the playoffs and missed what they've been through this season. Okay, up next it is an NFC East showdown with Washington heading to Philly to battle it out against the Eagles. What intrigues you in this game? Who's going to be playing for quarterback? Uh, Philadelphia intrigues me across the board. Yeah. Love, all right, so they've been on a bye. Last time we saw the Eagles, they had won three out of four. They were picking up heat. It was starting to work. And I love how this sets out because this is so Philadelphia. This is so Sirianni. The remaining schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles, Washington, New York, Washington, Dallas. Just your old friends, everybody in division, win three out of four of these games. I think the Eagles are going to the playoffs. I really do. I think they can get that last spot, and it starts this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Washington side on this Our Lads website where it's what is you're, this? you're in blue yeah, if you're healthy. You're in red. They're all pink, too. Washington oh. is suffering as well. Their entire defense is ravaged with the COVID-19 protocol situation. Eagles, this is your game at home against a team that is not only limping in, but doesn't even have the active players. Like, this is the NFL in reality in 2021. Eagles have to win. I agree. I'm the exact same way. It's just kind of like the the, the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. I think Eagles, it's their game to lose. You know, with so many players on the COVID list, how do you, how do you even win this game? Mm-hmm. You got all your backups. So, yeah, I'm Eagles all day. Let's go. Their game to lose. All right, up next we got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers heading to Baltimore to face off against the Ravens. What has got you guys excited about this matchup? It's going to be good. I think it will. I think there's an assumption that the Packers are just come rolling right in and that Lamar, because he didn't practice yesterday, that, they, you know, Huntley, he's got no shot. Ravens fight. Ravens fight at home. Mm-hmm. Ravens always play well in December. John Harbaugh has those guys ready. They almost came back and won that game against Cleveland with Snoop Huntley at quarterback and all those players injured for the Ravens. I don't think this is a walkover, and I think Wink Martindale's defense shows up and gives Rodgers fits. I absolutely disagree. <laughs> if it's anybody I know, I know Aaron Rodgers, and this man plays well in December. He, from the look on his eyes and looking at his double, was a doppelganger yes, last week? Oh, yeah. He's he's ready. This dude is locked in. No Lamar Jackson. Well, we don't know yet, but I don't know. I, I see them going to Baltimore and just running over running over the You road. and Rodgers love each other. He speaks glowingly of you, don't you? You guys had a good back and forth. No, I think we just respect each other. Game recognized game. Yeah. I just I, I don't that. I don't know. I just I see him. He's he's too healthy. He's he's just he's too dangerous I know. at yeah. this time of year. Listen, I hate was, I hate to say it, but he is. There was a there was a spicy take out there that Snoop Huntley played better last week than Lamar had for the last few weeks. Not my take in person, but I have to consult ourlads.com. Is that what it is? Our, I just it's my use for death charts. Is it an Irish website? Why is it lads? It's just death charts. Okay, cool. I love a death chart. Give me a good Hey, why is it lads? I, can't, la- I say I can't find the a brown. I can't find a brown second stringer though anywhere. So okay. that's it. Wow, that's good. With every former player that comes on the show, we like to give them the floor to tell us a story from their playing days. We have gotten many during commercial breaks, and they have been so great so far. So peanut, take it away. Let's take it back to the week of two thousand, or the year of two thousand eight, uh, week thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, we played Minnesota Vikings Monday night. I'm on the phone with my wife, and we're walking, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not paying attention, and I happen to walk into the window. Oh. <laughs> what? I walk into the window. True story. And I cut my eye, blood gushing out of my eye. <sighs> and I have to walk back to the hotel and figure out, what am I going to say? Am I going to say? So I started to say I got jumped by some Vikings fans, <laughs> right? And I beat them up, but I didn't want to be like Juicy Smoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I ended up I, I ended up telling the truth, and as hurtful as it was, they had to put like two or three stitches in my eye. I had this huge maxi pad on my eye. Got to do it. Yeah. I ended up giving up one of the biggest plays, and I'm sure you guys have it on cue for some reason. But yeah, former bear, but then uh, Minnesota Viking Bernard Berrien gave up or I gave up like a 99 yard touchdown 90 yard touchdown we're in cover three and Mm -hmm. you know I had two verticals I ended up I ended up running toward uh the center guy and I don't even know who the quarterback was they ended up throwing it to Bernard and yeah that was should we see it I don't want to see it but I'm sure you guys look right there and say let's look right there yeah let's take a look now Farrakh tries to give him some breathing room and he's going to take a shot deep downfield Touchdown! Wow! Look at this. This is going to be Charles Tillman on Bernard Berrien. And it looks like a, a Tillman looks inside and starts to come off on the inside receiver, which he does, thinking that he has a safety out there. I'm not, I, I think he was supposed to stay with Berrien. And he looked inside. I don't know if there was a pump inside or not, but he left his man, went to the next guy in, and then Gus Farad hit Bernard Berrien. Yeah. Why are you guys uh, <laughs> why are you guys bringing that up? <laughs> we brought it up. We said story time. So why would you bring <laughs> that up? Uh, I, it was funny. I, I poked fun <laughs> of myself. I like to make fun of myself. I figured it was funny. You saw the big Band-Aid, me running. I think my coach might have got fired after that. Like, it just, <laughs> it wasn't a good time. I'm glad we can laugh about it now. But at the, at the moment, at the time, yeah, I was probably like the most hated man in Chicago. Mm. Oh, man. Listen, if we wanted funny, we'd have video of you walking into the glass. Where's that video? Yeah. Right? I, you would have to get some security How, what camera footage. What were you footage. doing? What? I was just I was just on the phone. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. And then blood just starts gushing out. Hey. I'm I very like humble. I don't like to make fun of myself, but when I do, I try to do it. You know what I heard? When you said that he had too much time, I just heard you just grilling your pass rush. And just yeah, I, I blame it totally on our D-line. Quarterback <laughs> <laughs> can't throw the ball if he's on his back. My man. <laughs> That's amazing. So is there a, a positive play, a silver lining here? What is the opposite of that, where you made the best play of your career? Best play of my career, 2005, overtime, game-winning, walk-off, interception, game blouses, us. <laughs> maybe next Threw time, it on. Maybe next time you're on the show, we start with that one. Let's roll that. Uh, the Bears are who we thought they were game. He had a scoop and score. It, they, they changed <laughs> the entire game. He chose. he chose it. You're a glutton for punishment. I love it. Incredible. I did I too. That was really Good cool. Good for you. All right, we've got a loaded 9 o'clock hour coming up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Cornerbacks, receivers, very, very, very tense relationship. So much tense, so much animosity. We respect the receivers so much. We do so much on our show about them. Do we talk about the corners enough? We do a segment called Three on Three. I give my top three most underappreciated corners in NFL history. Charles Tillman, you're joining us. You are going to give your top three yes. underappreciated corners in NFL history. If you at home have someone you think is underrated, doesn't get the love, please tweet the show. Mm-hmm. I'll start off with my number three. Let's go to Cincinnati. Passed away in 2020, but I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Ken Riley. Okay. Ken Riley wore number 13 for the Bengals. Played corner, was an interception machine. The best defensive player on those Bengals squads that were in the 70s and in the 80s, Ken Riley was everywhere. The numbers tell a story. He's tied for fifth. Most interceptions of any player in NFL history. 15 seasons from 69 to 83. He was the Bengals defense. He personified it. My last thing in this, Richard Sherman leads all active players right now with interceptions. 37. Do you know how many Ken Riley had? 65. Yeah, 65 picks. 65 picks. If Richard wow. Sherman is the most right now with 37, this guy had 65. He's not in the Hall of Fame. That's impressive. He unfortunately passed in 2020. It's not too late. We can still get Ken yeah, Riley into the Hall. I think he belongs in. That's my number three. Who you got? I'm going with Asante Samuel. Let's take it back awesome. to Foxborough. Right. This guy was a ball hawk. All he did is score touchdowns. He leads the NFL with four postseason picks. All he does is get interceptions in the postseason, and he scores. That's my guy. To the house. His son is now obviously on the Chargers, but yes. let's not disrespect just how good Asante Samuel 1 was. All right, number two. Does Everson Walls get enough credit? I'm going Everson Walls as my number two. This guy led the league in interceptions his first two years in the league. So we rave about Trayvon Diggs, what he's doing as a second-year corner. Imagine a guy who led the league the first year he played in the NFL, the second year. Then he goes to the Giants, wins the Super Bowl with the Giants. Everson Walls was that corner in the 80s. Again, not in the Hall of Fame. Underrated. 57 interceptions. 57. Four-time Pro Bowler. One of two players in the history of the NFL to lead the league in interceptions three different times. The other one, Ed Reed. Everson Walls is the other. And there's a lot of Cowboys in mm-hmm. Canton. Mm-hmm. I think Everson Walls should be as well. Okay, okay. I Who got, got it. number two? Let's take it back to West Philadelphia. Born oh. and raised. Eric Allen. Yes! He is oh, my number talk about two. It. This guy was a ball hawk the whole time he was there. All he did was make plays. And if I'm looking at my notes, that a Saint he Eric Allen? had yes. over 50 <laughs> interceptions. The guy was just unreal. He's one of three NFL players to have four pick sixes 
in a single season. Oh, wow. And then that. when he went to, uh, excuse me, when he went to the Raiders, I was going to say Oakland, but yeah. at that time it was Oakland. When he was there, he still had a phenomenal career. He went to two different teams, two different systems, uh -huh. East Coast, West Coast, and still was phenomenal. I think he was so underrated. I love Eric Allen. I think he's vastly underrated. And yet... He's not my number one. Who's your number one, Who's Peter? My number one. Peter. The number one most underrated cornerbacks. I go back to the Browns of the 80s. Hanford okay. Dixon, the top dog, and Frank Minifield. These guys were the best Collinsworth. cornerback combo. The late 80s Browns, they didn't win Super Bowls because of the drive or the catch or the, fu the whatever fumble. it is. These two, three straight years, three straight years, Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield were the AFC's Pro Bowl corners. One of them was the top dog, all right? This is Dixon. He's the one who named the dog pound. That's all because of him. He is the guy. The other one's Frank Minifield, who was a punishing hitter, but mm. a great corner. The Browns went to three AFC Championship games in four years. They didn't make the Super Bowl. We know that. Don't forget That's the great. players on that squad. It wasn't just Bernie Kosar and Kevin uh -huh. Mack. It was these two. I like that. It's so I'm gonna go, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Let's go with Gilbert. Yeah, I like San Gilbert. Diego. I love Gilbert. Gilbert was a turnover machine. He's in their Hall of Fame, San Diego Chargers Hall of Fame. He's in the Ring of Honor. He was their first round pick. Over 40, excuse me, 43 interceptions. Unfortunately, he only made two Pro Bowls, okay. but the guy was so underrated. We all know Aeneas Williamson, Hall of Famer. Sure. Aeneas would go to Gil to get information, to get school. Aeneas would go to California, live with Gil and his wife. Is that right? Wow. True story. And get coached up by Gil Bird. When he would explain the game to you, he would make it and explain it to you in a way, in a sense that the game would actually slow down. Mm -hmm. Gilbert does not mm -hmm. get enough props. His son, Jarris Bird, was a yeah. good NFL player, Jarris too. Bird. He Jarris was. Bird he was ended up getting son. hurt, had an injury. At Saints, one point in time, had... Bills, he was yes. awesome. So the highest paid safety at the time when he got his deal. Yes, with the Saints. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the family. Was Great job. Record. He was an Oregon Duck. Oregon Duck, that's it. Gilbert, quack, quack. quack. Uh, those are some throwback names. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I just want to shout out one guy. Um, remember Odell Beckham Jr. made the one-handed catch and became a superstar? Yeah. That catch was made by Antonio Cromartie years earlier off of Peyton Manning. Yes! Pre-social media, if that had existed. He made it on defense, which is even harder than what right. Odell did. I just want to shout out to Crow, because he did that first and deserves recognition. Give me some oh, love. Man. Give me some love right there. Quarterback <laughs> love. I like uh, that. Can I throw another one in here, guys? Yeah. Charles Tillman, right? Oh, now. oh, e. say something. Ah. Come on. They asked Aaron Rodgers about the Bears rivalry, and, and it was before the whole We Own You thing. He said, I believe Charles Tillman should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yep. I think so as well. All the years you spent two Super Bowls, once with the Bears, once with the Panthers, we don't hear your name mentioned in the Dion and Revis conversation. Right. Does it piss you off? <gasps> I think, yeah. Yeah. I get a little heated sometimes because if you look at my stats and what I was able to do, I was right there with them in that conversation. And I think when you can have a move and week in and week out, have NFL broadcasters calling it the peanut punch, and I've been retired five plus years. Oh, yeah. I was like, you're eligible. I think, that I've, uh, I think that I've done enough to change the game and, you know, throw my name in a hat. That's it. I love Modest it. guy. He's That's a humble guy, but it's out there.
Uh, week 15 the NFL season is here. We got game picks for you right now. Our GMP certified 100% grade A grass fed touchdown pick of the week. Oh, Pico, what do you got? Let's go right into it. I'm going to go with the Bengals. They've lost two games in a row at home. Everyone is jumping off the ship. I think the Bengals still have something special going. And I see Joe Burrow throwing this team on his back. Let's go. I think they're going to go into Denver and they're going to win this game. I've got the Cincinnati Bengals as my. Let them up, 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 Charles, all the way. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. What can I say? Uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, they're killing it right there. You know, they look at each other. They know what they're thinking. They know what's going on. I think the Ravens are a little banged up. They're a little beat up. Uh, you know, they don't have Lamar Jackson. I just really don't see okay. – I don't really see the Ravens doing anything in this mm -hmm. game. And Mr. Chicago Bear is going to pick the Packers as your He's on fire. I'm on fire. I'm looking at the Cardinals taking on the Lions in Detroit. I would love another win for the Lions, but I don't think it's going to happen. They just lost DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think they've got some things to prove with Kyler. He is back. He is playing well. That Monday Night Football game against the Rams did not turn out the way that they wanted to, and that is why I am going with the Cardinals for We only have a few seconds left. I was going to pick the Jaguars, but do not give me the animation. I want to spend the rest of this time saying, Rachel, we already know you're a rock star. We love having you here. You are seriously so cool. And Charles Peanut Tillman. Thank you. Standing Thank you. O. Peter Schrager. How excited are we to have this guy here, Peter? This is a, that was a that's the rookie of the year. One episode of Good Morning Football. You killed it. We loved having you on, man. That is Unbelievable. Right. I'm going to continue to stand for Rachel and for Charles Peanut Tillman. That was awesome. You have a good time? I had a... Wait, are we done? We're done, You got like five bro. seconds. Oh, thank you. I love y'all. This show was amazing. <laughs> yes. I hope to come back see you real soon. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're great at this job. You're great. Football tomorrow on NFL Network. Here we go. Right here. Right here. credit. See, back in the day, getting always mad. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.